From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode... I know Austin is really excited. Clint, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a humble winner. This past week, the USA beat Iran. penultimate episode of season one here at the walk on water boys podcast once again i'm clint joined by austin the two dcps as usual addison could only return that one time and then that was enough uh so i know austin is really excited to discuss what took place this past weekend but i'm going to try to try to Try to restrain him a little bit here and and get through some some news uh, before we get into the big win over the weekend for his Gamecocks. So just some quick news, like I said, uh, the college football playoff right now, if you've been following along with when they're going to expand to 12 teams, right now uh, they're waiting on the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is the big holdup. Uh, they are waiting to hear from them by the end of this week uh, to make a decision whether they're going to be willing to move out of their time slot. Uh, if they are, then this would open up the possibility for the college football playoff expansion in 2024. Uh, if the Rose Bowl decides not to, uh, they're looking at 2026, having to uh, play out the existing 14 playoff contract so depending on whether you're a fan of expansion or not depends on whether you want the rose bowl uh what decision you want them to make and this only happens for the rose bowl right yeah, it, it's just yeah, I mean, bowl. you know the rose bowl like yep. the masters in golf yep you're exactly right? It's, right it's this own thing i get it right the rose bowls around long before college football playoff long before yeah of it so yep. i get it i understand it you know i like I like the expanded playoffs, but you know, there's a bit of tradition. There's a bit of that nostalgia. I kind of, I, I like it, you know, yeah, Let the yeah, Rose and, Bowl, you know that's what makes okay. college football great, right? Exactly. You know, there's so many traditions and you're starting to lose more and more and more of those traditions exactly. with all these conference expansions, playoff expansions, players go wherever they want money getting thrown around. It's, it's a completely different world. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so now uh, that brings us into one of my favorite things about college football. And Austin, you know, I love the coaching carousel. I think this is one of the things that makes college football so entertaining. Uh, once the season ends, coaches get fired, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinator changes, coaches resigning. It's just, to me, as a diehard college football fan, this is one of my favorite uh, things to follow at the end of the football season. So big news today. Trent Dilfer, former Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, has been named the head coach for UAB. Uh, kind of a surprise there. Um, 
David Shaw, longtime coach there at Stanford, was the offensive coordinator under Jim Harbaugh, got promoted to the head coach. Uh, he steps down, uh, so an opening there in the Pac-12. Uh, Georgia Tech has named their interim head coach, Brent Key, uh, to the full-time head coach position. Obviously, he replaced Jeff Collins when they let him go earlier in the season. Uh, Brent Key, a Georgia Tech alum. So they've got their head coach. Arizona State also hires an alum. Uh, they go get Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham. I believe that's right. Yeah, Dillingham as the head coach. All, he was currently the Oregon offensive coordinator. So the Sun Devils have their new head coach. Wisconsin, everybody was kind of wondering what direction they were going to go. Uh, I think this is maybe the big surprise to me uh, is they get Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. Uh, I think that is a big time hire for the Wisconsin Wisconsin Badgers, Austin, not the Wisconsin Corn Wisconsin Cornhuskers. <laughs> so Luke Fickle out at Cincinnati. Cincinnati moving over to the Big Twelve next year, and guess what? They're now looking for a new head coach. Hey, um, if you want somebody to bring you back to the glory days of Wisconsin, yeah, I think that's a that's a I think that's hire. a heck of a hire. That's an excellent hire. Uh, now maybe what, uh, a, a hire that we don't feel as excellent, uh, Auburn, uh, they go out and get Hugh freeze uh, from Liberty had a couple of good seasons there at Liberty. Uh, most notably is known for not really having, not really having great seasons at Ole Miss, but beating is that Alabama. What he's known? Is that what he's known for? No. Oh uh, yeah. On the field, on the field, okay. uh, on the field as a head coach. Not really spectacular seasons at Ole Miss, but he did beat Alabama, I think, twice while he was there uh, as the head coach of the Rebels. But you're bringing a lot of baggage, and this raises the question of, hey, Hugh Freeze bolts out of Ole Miss. They go on probation. Hugh Freeze spends some time up at Liberty, and now he's back in the SEC at Auburn uh, with, with no penalty. So, so obviously a lot of debate there. And, and, and I know Clint doesn't want to bring it up, and I won't either. For the listeners who don't know about his past troubles at 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 Ole Miss, you can go ahead and just Google that, and and you'll be surprised that the SEC is allowing him to come back. I mean, is Ole Miss just starting to become a feeder program for Auburn head coaches? It I might mean, be. T- Tommy Tuberville was the Ole Miss head coach before he went to Auburn. I think they Senator Tommy Tuberville now. Yeah, they wanted to go to uh they wanted to get Lane Kiffin. I, I don't care what they say. They wanted Lane Kiffin, but his reaction to the reports during the week leading up to that Friday, I think kind of nicks that one. I don't think he liked the way it was being handled. Uh so I think he removed himself out of that. I, I don't think you turn down Lane Kiffin for Hugh Freeze. There's no way. There's no way you make the decision to go with Hugh Freeze over Lane Kiffin. No. Yeah. So, uh, and then another big one, big time program, Nebraska, a sleeping giant, the Cornhuskers out there. They get their man, Matt Rule. I think that's a great hire. Former Baylor coach really turned that Baylor program around after all the Art Briles controversy. Um, and then went to Carolina Panthers. Really turned Carolina around, too. Yeah, he turned them around a certain direction. <laughs> uh, and now I think he's back where he belongs. I think he belongs in college football. Nebraska gets their head coach. And what's interesting with this hire, uh, Matt Rule gets uh, gets the Gamecocks offensive coordinator 
Marcus Satterfield. Now there was obviously a lot of, you know, a lot of Gamecock fans wanting him out. Then the Tennessee game happened. Then still majority of Gamecock fans that I spoke with, they still wanted him out after the Clemson game still seemed like majority of the fan base still wanted him gone. So this was just, I think a clean. Now the Gamecocks per reports uh, did try to keep him. They, they made an offer to keep him. Uh, those figures hasn't haven't been released that I've seen, but they did try to keep him on staff. But he, longtime friend of Matt Rule, has worked with Matt Rule in the past. Uh, Nebraska, right now, you would say it's a lateral move, but Nebraska is a big time program in the history of college football. So, sure. so a great opportunity there for him. More of a storied uh, history than Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, in the current state, lateral move. Uh, yeah. But if you look at the history of college football, that that's that's uh, a big move for him. Uh, so that leads us into right there, Marcus Satterfield with the Gamecocks. That leads us into a look back at the depressing for some, exciting for some rivalry weekend. The well, before we go there, before we go there, uh, <laughs> I like I like Trent Dilfer. He was coaching at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, a very premier yeah. high school team. Um, there's that infamous video of him mm-hmm. uh, going after one of his players, but a dude was fired up. Yeah. Well, he really he came onto up. the college football scene with one of the Elite 11. What, what, what yeah. camp was he the, um Was it the Elite 11? He was running some camp. I can't remember. For, you know, top about. quarterbacks yeah. and coming out of high school. I like. I always like Trent Dilfer. I think it'll be cool to see him in the college ranks. Uh, UAB. I mean, that's a you're coming straight out of high school coaching, so you can't. Ex- I mean, I, I guess you could expect just because of name recognition that he goes somewhere yeah. else bigger. But I think you know, as far as a career move, that's yeah, that's I mean, a it's a stepping stone. Step, yeah, right? I mean, go, he he go he can go to UAB. If he shows he can be consistent over a three to five year span of winning, you know, slowly building that program and getting them consistently nine, 10, 11, you know, win seasons at UAB. Yeah. You you turn UAB into the, you know, coastal Carolina into the app state, right? Yeah. Two East Carolina. Yeah. UCF back with Scott Frost. You get them in that, in, in, in that, as that talking point. And then, you know, you're going to have to, picking litter because of your name recognition yeah exactly. so i like Trent for getting into the college ranks that's cool to see um you know we talk about <clears throat> excuse me we talk about marcus satterfield leaving uh, i was a proponent of this right mm-hmm. i said probably midway through the season that i think he should go i i just did not see consistency where we wanted i saw consistency in weird play calling right <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and the same thing not the over good and consistency yeah no bad consistency. <laughs> um, a lot of names flying around. One that I like that I haven't seen anybody talk about is uh, Phil Longo out of UNC. UNC, yeah I've, yeah, I've heard I've heard his name come up. I have a feeling. I have a feeling if it doesn't happen at the end of this season, you'll see the old coach in waiting thrown out. It's happened before with Matt Brown. They'll, yeah, they'll bring out the old co- coach in waiting, and he will take over for Matt Brown at North Carolina. I like Phil Longo. Longo, he uh, he put up a lot of a, a lot of offensive numbers when he was at uh, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then you see what he's done with 
um, Sam Howell, and then the guy we yeah, can't yeah. remember. He, the, quarterback. the offense is not the, the quarterback. The, the, the quarterback the offense, we don't yeah. know. The offense is not the problem in Chapel Hill. Exactly. It is, it is exactly. not the problem. Uh, but, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to be the head coach at North Carolina. If not next year, he'll be named the coach in waiting, and then he'll replace Mac Brown in the next two, three years. I, I just have a feeling that's, that's the direction they're going to go with that. Well, we'll see. Um, I don't know if Carolina jumps to make a decision right now or they go into the offseason and really, really do a good thorough search. Well, well, one thing with the early signing period being in December, that kind of motivates some of these head coaches to make quicker decisions with their staff, um, especially with bigger, you know, with coordinator roles because, you know, players are going to want to know, hey, who's going to be my coordinator when I go there? Now, that's a little bit bigger than a position coach. Um, so so that I think they'll cause them to make a quicker decision. I don't see anything coming out until maybe a week after the championship game, unless Shane Beamer already has a coach that may be involved in uh conference championship weekend. So, so, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I just love this time of year. I mean, obviously you hate seeing coaches fired and all that stuff, but I mean, this is what makes college football great. All the coaches, all the moving parts, uh, you know, OCs. And, and if you're really a diehard fan, you know about, Hey, you know, I've watched that team last year. That offense looks really good. You know, I'd love to see that that coach get, you know, bump up from a group of five school up to a power five school and get an opportunity at a power five program. Uh, but getting back to uh, – well, you know what? Austin cut me off, so I'm not even going to mention the game Cox Clemson score. Uh, the- <laughs> 31 to 30, Carolina wins. <laughs> yeah. South Carolina. A handful of mistakes. By oh, my goodness, yeah. And just pure heart. By yeah, we talked about it here. You said pure heart. And I said special teams and turnovers, and South Carolina just decided to combine those two, special teams and turnovers. And, and heart. And, yeah, and they got your heart, and they got the win there by one point. Ended the seven-game winning streak for the Clemson Tigers. Nobody still in the rivalry has gotten to eight. Uh, ended Clemson's 40-game home winning streak. I mean, to so, get to eight, you got to not only crazy. you have to be playing brilliant, but the other team has to just suck. Yeah, they right? – I mean – Eight years is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's usually a couple of head coaches. Usually, that's I mean, like you see Clemson. You don't have been, a rivalry anymore. Yeah, right? that's, exactly, that's and like that's what Car- I told you. That's Carolina and Vandy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I told you. I mean, really, you've won seven in a row. I mean, this is what makes them. If you keep winning, it's not a rivalry anymore. You you got to right. I mean, the other team has to win at some point. Then it's you like know? you just played coastal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. So the Gamecocks get the big win. I know we'll Just come beating back up on little brother. We'll circle back to state. that. Yeah, we'll circle back to that in a little bit uh, after we go through some of these other rivalry games. The Egg Bowl, Mississippi State got the win, 28-22 over number 20 Ole Miss. Florida State, number 16, gets a win, 45-38 to over the Gators. NC State upsets North Carolina, 30-27. to The Georgia Bulldogs came out a little sluggish in that rivalry game, but they got the win 37 to 14 over the yellow jackets, Michigan, the big win in the game over Ohio state, 45, what was 23. I didn't, nobody saw that coming. Nobody. I I, I say, Oh, Ohio state's going to walk on. They're just going to walk on two blowouts in a row. And then, I mean, Michigan won by a big amount last year. Uh, so Michigan gets, and I said the same thing last year. Yeah. Yeah. Texas A&M knocks off LSU. 
38 to 23. How about them? What did I tell you? How about them? What Aggies? did I tell you, Tiger? Yeah, we fans. brought up on the episode last week. Like, what if AM beats LSU and then LSU goes on and beats Georgia in Atlanta? Not going to happen. Brian yeah, Kelly, Brian Kelly will get you here <laughs> and stagnate. <laughs> you get your hopes and dreams up and say, Top 10 is okay with me. <laughs> uh, speaking no, of. No, I'm sorry. Kelly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He'll say, you don't know that old top 10's all right by me. That's what I say nowadays. Speaking of Brian Kelly, his fighting Irish of Notre Dame lost to USC number six, 38 to 27. Now, is this, I'm going to try to pronounce this right, Austin. So you tell me, Gold Shillelagh? Is that? Yeah, the Shillelagh. Yeah, the Gold yeah, the Shillelagh. Gold okay, all right. Yep. So the Gold Shillelagh. Shillelagh that, yep. So Alabama gets the Iron Bowl win, 49 to 27. Uh, Cadillac Williams' last appearance as their head coach. Uh, Oregon State knocks off the Oregon Ducks 38 to 34 in the Civil War. Washington gets the Apple Cup victory 51 to 33 over Washington State. And James Madison beats Coastal Carolina. Dogged them 47 to 7. Now, if you remember last Dogged week, them. we talked about the line being minus 14. And we asked Aston how he felt. He was like, oh, Coastal will win. I was like, that's a mighty confident statement when you're, you're underdogs by 14 and James Madison beat them by 40. So that may oh, be boy. why Addison did not make it two episodes in a row here after that. that when, did, when does Carolina get to play Coastal? Is it next? Is it the year after next? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> We're, I'm going to get box seats for us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so like I said, that's the look back at rivalry weekend. So anything let's, let's focus in on just Clemson and South Carolina. Cause I'm sure you want to talk about it. I want to give you your opportunity to talk about it. Um, so to so go right ahead, you can sing the fight song. You can do whatever you want to do. This is your, this is your moment. Clint, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a humble winner. I, uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how, are you about to and play the fight song? Is, no. <laughs> so you saw you messing with your phone. I thought he's about to play the fight song. No. Uh, no, it was a hard-fought game. You could tell, and they even said so in the game. Uh, I think it was at the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, the sideline reporter mm-hmm. goes, you know, the wide receivers aren't on the same page. They're fighting amongst themselves on the sideline. Yeah, I've never seen just, this out of Clemson yeah. before. Yeah, that right? was the defensive backs. Yeah, the defensive, defensive backs. backs. Which they backs. asked Dabo about that yesterday, and he said they probably were. That's what <laughs> happens when you have somebody not doing their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, it was a it was a hard fall game. It wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, Rattler did well. I pulled up his stats. Uh, twenty five for thirty nine, three sixty with two touchdowns. Did have those two interceptions, but. Comparative, he hit, he hit enough big plays. That, that was the, that was the thing about the offense, and that's what I want. You know, I told you beginning of the season, we, where are these the big plays weren't there mm-hmm. first six, seven games. We didn't see big plays at all. Yep, we saw them last night and they counted right. He hit them yep. when we needed to happen. Defense did okay, still didn't shut down Shipley. Shipley ended up with 100. Yeah. Brandon Streeter shut down Will Shipley. <laughs> yeah, he he had like 130 yards. He was or, averaging or right. He he was averaging nine yards a carry at halftime. I think he was almost at the 100 yard mark. And then in the second half, he only touched the ball six times. 15 carries, 132 yards, 
4.8 average. Yeah. One touchdown. And he had six and then, touches in the second half, and that was it. And you look at DJU, eight for 29, 99 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah. Which agreed, point. agreed. Your OC screwed you. Yep. He's been your players hard. didn't have heart. I'm good saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it was it was a fun game. It was great to see. I love to see the rivalry back. You know, it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, this is I hate to see it for Clemson's sake. I mean, obviously, they still had an outside chance at the college football playoff. Now you say, now is that team really going to be able to compete in the college football playoff? No, but it's about getting there and maintaining that program at that level of your your Clemson is one of the elite programs. Now they kind of benefit this year because this year is I mean, Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson, who have been mainstays the last eight years in the college football playoff, none of those three, as of right now, are going to make it. Clemson definitely not going to make it. Um, they're still – the committee is still trying to keep Alabama's hopes alive. alive. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm happy for the Gamecocks fans. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, the rivalry is renewed now. Now it's it's got that emotion back in it from both sides. Now Clemson still has a big game this weekend uh, in the ACC championship game, but on, on that game it was special teams turnovers. The thing, the same thing that has bothered Clemson all year. Uh, I told you they just got whooped up in South Bend. I mean there was nothing. I mean they just got beat down. But all year they've been having these issues that have allowed opponents to stay in games and almost beat them. And this game, it finally caught up with them. They made the mistakes. The Gamecocks capitalized on it, and they won the game. Absolutely. We we hit where you were weak at the right times. Mm-hmm. And then through through that, and then poor coaching, right? Oh, yeah. yeah poor, poor coaching. I don't know why they didn't go to the Syracuse game plan of just running the football. Uh, but – that's that's uh we'll get into that at a later date with direction of the programs uh for South Carolina Clemson, but we want to do that postseason. That's maybe more of a season two look ahead yeah. uh, type of episode. Once all the coaching changes have have gone through, recruiting class, all that stuff, looking ahead to the 2023 season. All right, so now we move on to our beat the bookie final results. Uh, last week was our last last week making picks. Uh, Austin, you did not go zero and two this week. Finally, you broke your streak of zero and twos. Uh, you go one and one, but you do finish in third place. Uh, that is last, of course, since there's only three. So, so just for the listeners' sake, I'm gonna say it again. When I was putting money down on these games, I studied games, and I was winning, and I was winning good. And then I had a bad. You had a nice lead, and it just it. I had a bad week, and I stopped paying attention outside of the games that I wanted to follow and watch. I stopped. So next year, I'm gonna save up a nice little, nice little nest egg to to have and hold and uh, (laughs) spread around. So Uh, next year, I'll be back in it. So Austin finishes last. uh, Went one and one last week. Finishes the season eight and eighteen. Uh, now this gets uh, to who the winner is. Uh, it all came down to the Washington State and Washington game. Washington State upset was Addison's pick. I had Washington as my lock. We both uh, Addison actually ended up going zero and two. Uh, 
because UCLA did not cover the 10 points. So he went 0-2. I went 1-1. I missed my upset of Louisville. So we both finished the season at 11-15 and and tie on the season. Uh, So beat the bookie ends in a tie between Addison and I. Didn't think either one of us was going to have a chance. Just like kissing your co-host. Yeah, didn't think either one of us was going to have a chance, but like Austin mentioned, he fell apart there. For about, I think about four or five weeks solid, he he was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so now over to college football playoff rankings. We kind of hinted it with hinted at it earlier with our Alabama comment. Uh, the Walk on Water Boys top six, as you may see, may have seen on our Twitter. Uh, Georgia number one, Michigan number two, TCU number three, USC number four. Ohio State number five and Tennessee in at number six. I don't think there should be any argument there. No debate. Pretty clear that's what the top six should be. Well, the college football playoff, they want to make an argument out of it. Uh, they won't, they've got the same top five, but they have Alabama at number six and Tennessee right behind them, right behind them at number seven. If Tennessee's number seven, Clemson's number 10, Carolina should be top 15. Now, I know we're 20 right now. 19. But 19. Is it 19? Give, yeah, it's 19. Give yourself credit there. 19. Okay. Hey, we create <laughs> top 20, baby. Uh, I, what? I, I don't know. I, they, they are given this spiel of Alabama's overall resume. Who's Alabama beat? Who have they beaten? Their wife. Ole Miss. Mississippi State. You didn't like who, my comment? Who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, who else have they beaten? Tennessee has a win over over Alabama. I mean, that's enough said. Yeah. Enough said. I mean, they have the win over Alabama. And they have a win over LSU, who beat Alabama. Common opponent. Um, who lost they, to Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, and they blew out LSU. So I, I don't I don't care what argument you want to come up with. They put Alabama there because they're Alabama. That's that's all there is to it. They put them there Nick because Saban's they're Alabama. face after the Iron Bowl. Yeah, Nick Saban went on a post game <laughs> trying to say they deserve to be in the college football playoff. Oh man, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but it, it, I the, think his insides match what his face looked like. He's just he's hurt. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever had such an issue with the college ball playoff rankings as I have this year. They have been all over the place and they have not made sense. Um, bring back Condi, bring back Condi's rice and that group. Yeah, they need, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they need to bring back that group. Oh man. All right. So, uh, college football playoff rankings come out. Now, obviously there is some teams still with an outside shot teams in the rankings that maybe if they lose or out, uh, so in the conference championship weekend, we talked about Coastal Carolina getting blown out. Uh, they still are going to the Sun Belt Conference Championship. They'll take, take on Troy. That's at 3.30 on ESPN. Troy, eight-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. What's, uh, what's James Madison ranked? Uh, I don't think they're ranked. They had, like, three losses. I thought they were. I think, well, they were ranked earlier in the season. They may have been ranked earlier in the season. Yeah, I think it was, up. like, a 24 or 25 there at one point in the season. Um, the ACC championship, you've got number nine Clemson taking on number 23 North Carolina, uh, eight o'clock on ESPN. Clemson, seven and a half point favorites in that one. 
Uh, Big Ten, number two, Michigan versus Purdue, 8 o'clock on Fox. That's Michigan with a 17-point line on that one, Michigan by 17. Uh, Big 12 championship, you've got number 10, Kansas State, taking on number three, TCU. That's at noon on ABC, TCU two-and-a-half-point favorites there. In the Pac-12 on Friday at 8 o'clock on Fox, you've got the rematch. Number 11, Utah, who is the only loss for the USC Trojans so far this season. Uh, the number four USC Trojans, Friday night, 8 o'clock on Fox. USC right now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, and then the SEC, you've got number one, Georgia, versus somehow a top-15 team. Number 14, LSU, that's at 4 o'clock. On can CBS. you imagine? Can you Georgia, 17-and-a-half-point favorites. Can you imagine be like, dang, I got to go play a conference championship this week. Can we just bypass this week so I can yeah. go to the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, if Michigan goes out and beats Purdue and TCU loses to Kansas State, Ohio State's benefiting from not even playing in their conference championship game. You know, I mean, they're right back in the in the playoffs. So, I think right. that's one thing what this happens, expansion what is going to help. Georgia loses somehow. No, USC loses. Georgia's in. Georgia's in. Yeah, there's no way they're going to kick the SEC – LSU is not going to go, but they're not going to put a two-loss two Alabama in over a one-loss Georgia who just won but, the but, No, 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 not, not, okay, yeah, but if Georgia loses, the ammunition that gives for other one-loss teams, yeah, and then if USC loses, like, it's, it's just, there, There's chaos. There's chaos it. still to, that's still a possibility out there. I mean, I did read where there's an opportunity where all Power 5 schools all Power Five conference champions could have three losses or more. So I mean that that's going to be that's going to be I don't obviously that's not going to happen, but the the, the chance is there. I think to me the most interesting one is that Utah USC game because Utah beat USC earlier in the year. I mean I'm, I'm pulling for T, I'm pulling for TCU to get the win, but I picked Utah as my Pac-12 champion. So and they've already beat USC one time. We'll see if they can get it done again. Uh, I'm not much to say about the Clemson North. I don't even know what to expect in that Clemson North Carolina ACC championship games. Two teams struggling here at the end. North Carolina with two straight losses. Clemson coming off the loss to South Carolina. Uh, not sure what to expect in that matchup. Um, college football team draft, like we mentioned, uh, we've still got some teams on the outside looking in. Uh, Addison, we've locked it at this point. Addison has Tennessee, USC, Oregon, so he stays consistent with the team that he picks up immediately losing. Uh, so right now he only has one team with a realistic chance. That's USC, uh, Austin, Georgia, Ohio State, and LSU. Uh, he picked up LSU after dropping Alabama, I believe, last week. Uh, obviously LSU lost. They're done. Ohio State now on the outside looking in. So right now you've got Austin with Georgia in. Maybe Ohio State sneaks back in. Right now I've got Michigan, TCU, and Clemson. Obviously Clemson's chances are done. But right now, Michigan and TCU both being in the playoffs right now. So right now, I look like I have the best opportunity to get the win on the college football team draft this year uh, with two teams in right at the moment. They both win their games. They are both in. Right, but I think the same thing happened last year. Well, on a different podcast. Uh, I think I was the ultimate national championship winner, and you had two people in. And you gave yourself the title for some reason. No, 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 no. We 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 both had two teams in. 
but you oh, wanted to make up this extra stat of, well, my team won the national champion. I was like, Whoa. no, no, that's not what How the game was. How is that an extra stat? Because that wasn't the game. The game is who gets the most teams in the playoffs. Uh, I don't remember ever defining that stat <laughs> then or now. Uh, it's always been there. It's always been there. It's been clearly defined as who can get the most. You and these underwritten, you you and these these you know non written rules. It's like baseball. I think you're like the college football playoff committee. You just like to pull. You've got a whole bunch of things. You just like to pull whatever works at that at that moment. That's what that's what you are. Yeah, that happens. Uh, So that is a wrap on the college football regular season. Uh, Now we're in conference championship weekend. Looking forward to that, and that will get us over to the NFL. We still got our eliminator uh, continuing on, and that will continue on through uh, the end of the season over on the Walk on Water Boys Twitter. Um, do want to mention it wasn't a complete bust this weekend. Uh, the Washington Commanders get the win over the Atlanta Falcons, nineteen. What a joke! Of nineteen to thirteen. Oh in the the heavy rain uh, that was pretty much uh, happening that entire game both teams really didn't want to throw the football and when you watch their quarterbacks throw you could kind of understand why um but the commanders get the win big win for the commanders now at seven and five on the season right now they are in the playoffs they have that last uh that last wild card spot at the moment they've got the big matchup with the giants coming up uh this weekend so but now let's get over to the eliminator all Three of us got our win over the weekend. You and Addison both had the Bills. I had the who did I have? I don't whoever even had who whoever, whoever was playing Texans. Texans. Yeah, whoever was. Playing you know, Texans. you know, it's funny. Are you doing that again? We'll get to that. That's funny. We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, uh, so, so right now, Addison back to five hundred six and six on the season, six points. Uh, I am at eight and four, eight points, eight wins in a row, eight wins in a row. Uh, Austin in the lead, though, nine and three on the season with nine points, holding on to that one-point lead. Uh, Addison has already given us his pick. His pick is the Ravens over the Broncos. That's probably a good pick, especially with all the turmoil going on right now with the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Uh, I'll save my pick for last. So, Austin, who who are you going with this week in Eliminate? I, I don't think I picked Dallas yet, have I? I can check. You won't check, check the books. Uh, you have picked the Cowboys. You picked okay. them in week eight. I'll no, no, that's the... me. Hold on. Okay. No, you have not picked the Cowboys. I didn't think so. No, you have not picked the I'll Cowboys. take Jerry's boys. Who are they playing this week? Colts. Jeff Saturday. Okay. That's probably that's probably a good bet. <laughs> that's probably a good bet. So I like Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I do. I think he's um, gonna go with Trent Dilfer. They take over UAB. Yeah, there you go. Um uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on this because I know we're, we've got one more thing to discuss before we get out of here. Are you going to bring up Deshaun Watson? Uh, so I was back and forth about, is he starting this week? I know he's back at practice. Is he took starting? over first team reps today. Today. Okay. Um, so I was back and forth. Uh, but I mean, I've won eight in a row. Can I really go against this strategy? I mean, I've won eight in a row. I don't think so. I don't think I can. And I didn't know whether Watson was starting or not, uh, but now that Watson's starting, obviously that adds a little more intrigue to this game because it's the Texans. Uh, but I just – the Texans are horrible. Horrible. Uh, I've heard NFL analysts say this is the worst offense I've seen in the history of the NFL. 
Like they are, they are bad. They are bad. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I think, I think they, they get the win this weekend and hopefully keep my streak and bump it up to nine games. So we've talked college football. We've taught NFL. We've taught American football. Now to wrap up the show, we're going to wrap it up with the American soccer. We're going to talk about uh, football in the World Cup. So that's soccer, um, the World Cup. And we'll turn it over to you, Austin, for our last uh, couple of minutes here on the episode. That's right. So this past week, the USA beat Iran 1-0. to zero. Uh, soccer superstar American Christian Pulisic gets hurt after scoring a goal, but he is okay. He's scheduled to play in the upcoming match. So they tie Wales, which was like a loss. Wales. They tie Wales, which was like a loss. They tie England, which was like a win. And then they actually beat Iran. Okay. So, so they make it to the group of 16 only once before have they ever gotten out of this stage. And that was back in 20, no, 2002 when they beat Mexico two to zero wonderful game. We were, I think we were at Delaney's and five points in Columbia for that crazy fun time. Mm. So on Saturday, December 3rd, they're going to play the Netherlands right now. They're at three to one underdogs, Mm. but Hey, I, I I feel strong about this team. If you watched them play, Clint, I know you have it, mm-hmm. but they have a really good touch on the ball, quick passes, uh, fast breakaways. They got a good group of guys, very young team, but uh, I, I think there's potential here. And if there's not potential here, if, if it doesn't happen, four years down the road looks very good. Yeah, well, how, how about uh, – so I know Argentina won today, I believe, to make it into the final 16. Who are they facing off – and then who? Uh, who's uh, my Portugal team? Who are they facing off with? In the Your Portugal team. My Portugal team. Yep. Uh, so Argentina will play. Let's see. Yeah, they beat Poland two to zero Saturday, December third. They'll play Australia, which shouldn't really be a contest. Mm-hmm. And then looking at Portugal, Portugal. However <laughs> you say that word, uh, they're going to be coming up playing. Come on, Google. Friday, December 2nd, they're going to take on South Korea, who has a good squad. Hmm. But, you know, Portugal should pull out. Yeah, the should, get that, should get that win. All right, so this was the next to last episode of season one of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Next week, we'll have the big news over there for Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association, what we're going to be doing with them in the offseason. Uh, So looking forward to that. We'll obviously have our college football playoff final rankings, who's in the playoff, bowl game matchups, predictions. So really looking forward to the final episode of the season. Uh, For Austin, I'm Clint, and thank you for joining us on the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Walk on Waterboys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Waterboys.